I used to drink. Whatever. Anything. Yeah, <laughs> literally whatever. Welcome to Sincerely Sober Podcast. We are your hosts, Summer and Michelle. Not me pointing to you. <laughs> Michelle. I'm and we're Michelle. so happy to be here. We're finally getting the podcast started. And today, Michelle hit 14 months to the day sober. What's your sober day? May 8th, 2022. I am May 12th, 2022. So we are a little bit over a year. Going into how we met. Do we want to tell that story? Oh, yeah. So we both use a sober app and I don't know, are you actively on it anymore or? So I use it every day still to like oh, Okay, count. yeah. Yeah, it's a tracker. Right. So it tracks so, like, your I days. Really, yeah, when I got sober, uh, I knew about this app. Okay, I've been around the block. So I was like, oh, let me just re-download this shit that I deleted that I literally knew I was going to need again one day. Like, I literally, like, knew that, you know, yeah. it was kind of, like, one of those things. But I was just like, no, I don't want that on my phone, because I didn't want to, like, face that right. reality at that time. Um, and it's that such I a was, big commitment. Yeah, that I was at one point being like, yes, I need to be sober. I have this app. I have whatever, you know, resources to help me keep sober. Uh, but then when that, you know, fell through and I didn't have a solid foundation, really... Um, and I drank again for a couple years, actually. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to like see the app on my fucking phone and yeah. being like, uh, yeah, no. Yeah. So obviously a little denial. Mm-hmm. Um, but we but, still look at it every day. Yeah, and it gives you like, it'll be like it's time to pledge or whatever. And every day at whatever time you want, I have mine go off at like 8 a.m. or something. Um, it'll just prompt you to you know, make your pledge that you're going to stay alcohol free today. And it gives you the option to like add reasons, add pictures, Mm -hmm. like you can add text or pictures of the reasons behind, you know, why you're, why you're doing this, why you feel the need to question or reevaluate your relationship with alcohol. Um, That's so funny. I did not know about this whole pledge thing. Really? Because in the beginning, when you first say, like you start your day one, yeah. it says like, what's your reason? Right. And so I have two reasons because oh I did God. it for one month. I got sober and I wasn't really committed to it. I wasn't like, I'm going to be sober forever. I was just like, you know, let me see how long I can go. Mm-hmm. And then the second time was this time. So I've got two reasons for why I want to stay sober. And wow, I didn't know you could pledge like an everyday thing. Yeah, look, so, like, mine, it literally... Oh, wow. I have, like, pictures. My little... Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. But, yeah, and, like, I'll change them sometimes. But, like, this one, like, these, I literally did, like, right at the beginning. Oh, wow. And I'll, I'll keep those around to kind of, right. like, remind myself. Like, that, that's where my mindset was when I mm-hmm. made the decision, you so know? So low, yeah. Yeah, literally. Like, the first one, dead ass. I'll fucking share. It says... Oh, I literally think my phone just died. Oh, no. Oh, no, I didn't. Yeah, the first one is I'm going to die if I don't. Mm-hmm. And I literally that's wrote that, one, like, yeah. like, the day, you know, that I redownloaded the app and it asks why you're mm-hmm. doing this. Yeah. 
And I, I literally where I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Because that's, you know, I know that's like really deep and like But I'm sure so many people who have been through it can understand that one feeling of just like, this is, this is it. This mm-hmm. is the last thing I can do for myself. Yeah. I mean, I'm 27. I just turned 27 June 8th and my sobriety date is May 8th, 2022. So I'm 14 months sober today because it's July 8th. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that was where I was 25 when I got sober. Yeah. We were yeah. both 25. So, oh wait, right? I think, yeah, I was 25. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and that's like really harrowing, like being a fucking 25 year old who hasn't graduated from college, undergrad, and who, you know, has an alcohol use disorder. It's not fucking glamorous, you know, like you feel very embarrassed about all the things that led you there and also just the things in which you like did in active drinking. There's like, so much shame in active drinking. Yeah. God. And just and like that just waking up drove me. Yeah. To keep going. Yes. Because it was just so humiliating. And I'm like, well, my thing was, you know, I never want to have a hangover again. I never want to have that anxiety again, where it's not only because everyone says, you know, you get sober and your problems are still there, which is so true and, you know, yeah. very difficult to deal with. But when I was drinking, not only were my problems still there when I woke up the next morning, I added to the list yeah, because I mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. embarrassed myself. I lost friends that I don't even remember. So it was just a constant cycle that I could not keep going along with. Yeah. I never really, what was like your like catalyst for, I didn't know that you had a, a period of sobriety before this, this, you know, long stint that you have right now. Yeah. Because, um, in that month that I was sober, or even before that, you know, I was having a lot of in body. 20, in May. Yeah. Or April, 2022. Yeah. Okay. I was having a lot of body issues and just like everything hurt. I woke up every morning, oh, even hell. the days. Yeah. Okay. Even the days that I wasn't hungover, even the days that I didn't drink the night before, everything was just painful. My body felt disgusting. I felt disgusting. And I was like, you know, I can't do this anymore. Let me just see how long I can go. And that was that month. And then I drank for like three days straight after that. And I was like, this has to be it. And I just remember sitting in my car and just crying. And I was like, and you know, I think that us as alcoholics too, will try anything before giving up alcohol. Like we will get rid of everything else in our lives before taking out alcohol. Yes. Like it has and that's what to I did. Be you or that, or yeah. Where I live, mm-hmm. I stopped eating carbs, right? I stopped eating meat, and I was like, "This has to be it." I was like, "Oh no, I need to work out five times a week. That that that's gonna solve my problems." And you can still drink every night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, "What is I'm not one like thing?" Doing like X Y Z. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, what is one thing I haven't done before? And it, my brain was like, hello, you haven't taken out alcohol before. And I was like, no, but I knew it was the best decision for me. And it was, mm. it still is. Wow. I can't think about going back. Like we do, but. Yeah. I mean, I It's just a thought. 
Yeah, and it's so important to, like, vocalize that shit Mm -hmm. because I'm a true believer of, like, pent-up shit in your body, right? Like, the book, your body keeps the score. It's so factual. Like, you need to let that shit go. Mm -hmm. I know it sounds so stupid, but sincerely, like, saying the words, like, fuck this life Mm -hmm. right now in sobriety is feeling like shit. Mm -hmm. It's not feeling great. And that sucks, right? Like, why am I experiencing this detrimental, you know, stress? But I would so much rather have this stress than also be a tornado wreck. Because it's so funny, right? Like, we forget so quickly. (laughs) Right? Like, we forget so quickly. We're like, okay, we've been sober for 14 months. This is, you know, how we are and who we are and who we've been, but it's really not that long in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Like we're 27, you're almost 27, Mm -hmm. um, 14 months, you know, like out of like, yeah, like that's absolutely a milestone and something to celebrate and be recognized, but it is so important to not like feel complacent in your journey there's always more to learn and like you said like your problems are still there right Mm -hmm. so once you remove that alcohol it actually just kind of like takes the veil off of everything and you're able to really see all your problems like for what they are versus ignoring them or you know like other problems that we would create would be more like humiliating things and like Mm -hmm. personal social things but then when you're drinking you're like neglecting you know financial responsibilities or even just like anything that that would make you move forward in life Mm -hmm. you know like you're really complacent on just like coming home and you know it it was was like really habitual for me yes exactly fridays like i remember when i first got sober it was um a sunday it was mother's day and that's a story for (laughs) another moment but um the so you know i had like five or six days before that first Friday came. And that was the first time that I felt like that muscle memory kind of kick in and be like, oh, it's Friday. Mm -hmm. It's my last day of work. Like, let's drive to the nearest liquor store. And I remember really struggling with that feeling because I felt like why, like I felt selfish in that feeling because like I got a DUI when I, like that's, you know, my catalyst situation. Right. Um, and not even catalyst. I mean, that was kind of like the cherry on top, if you will. There's right. like 10 years of just circusry, but um, that was the last act, if mm-hmm. you fucking will. So, um, like, I felt really guilty being like, oh, I feel this way. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I was being irresponsible. I was being yes. selfish. I was doing things that were harmful to myself, to other people. And sometimes you get sick of your own shit self. Yeah, you're just like, again? We're doing this again? God, that was another thing me. that I was like, I can't keep doing this over and over. It's just the same story, the same script over and over. It really is, like... I know how it's going to end. I know how it's going to come out. And I still keep doing it. That's a joke. (laughs) And then, like, yeah, I think I did come to a point where it was, like, impossible for me to, like, like, every time I got drunk, I would be, like, looking up AA meetings or just, like, looking up symptoms or anything. Like, Googling, like, I hate my life. Like, literally. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Sounds so dramatic. But I knew that I had a problem. And um, mine was more at the forefront. Like, I knew 
like my brain always went back and forth between okay we'll get rid of alcohol or every other option that you you know mentioned right. before like what what thing can i tweak you mm -hmm. know in my life so i don't have to get rid of right. this yeah this thing that's helping me so much yeah. this thing that's saving it. me that's getting me through the day like that's calming me down at the so end of the day hot with like a martini oh yeah i was like let's go to a restaurant let me get a little glass of wine yeah, let me look cute. look so cute and then how did i get home is the question literally no sincerely yeah um and that's why i think we're here that mm -hmm. sounds so silly but genuinely like we're just questioning our relationship with alcohol and that's why we feel like this podcast is a really great space for anybody mm -hmm. who's you know in that space. actually yeah like anyone right like yeah. because you know we want anyone to feel comfortable listening to this listening to who sober bitches in their 20s like talk about the real the reality behind being alcohol free and, and the anxiety that do, does come with it, right? Mm -hmm. Or like the per, like all of it, right? Whatever yeah. that really looks like, that's kind of what we want to convey and like mm -hmm. hone in on because I don't have like a lot of um, content creators that are sober that I feel like super related to. There's this one that I really do, but you know, she's in her thirties and that doesn't mean that we can't relate at all, but right. I'm just saying like, why not add some our own voice exactly. to the space, right? And it um, feels so comforting. It's so, like it knowing really does. people that understand and Dude, literally you think about alcoholics and you just have this image in your mind and it's just not that at all. Like we all we look completely different. It really is like the foundation or the basis is really just questioning your relationship and whatever answer you arrive at is your truth, your journey your story right you don't have to justify anything to anybody um so like we're not over here shaming people like we're both in relationships and you know like we're not out here only seeking a sober partner i mean it's really just the their journey you know whatever that looks like for them i feel like i get that a lot like mm -hmm. whenever i say i'm i'm talking to people who don't know me because most people know but you know I have a boyfriend, but people like in like my sobriety group or whatever, they'll be like, oh, is your boyfriend sober? And like, he's not, but my boyfriend's not an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that that's what we really need to, it's like all on like a spectrum, right? And so that's where we're at, right? Mm -hmm. Like I did the work, I reconsidered my relationship with alcohol, I reevaluated it and, and like, there's no room for it in my life. Um, and some people do need that person to support them in that way where they don't bring the alcohol into the situation or they're not around them, you yeah. know, drinking and stuff. But every situation is different. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I felt like a tinge of like judgment mm -hmm. off of that. Like when they ask, like, oh, it's like similar to like if you're at church and you're like, oh, I have a new boyfriend or something. And they're like, oh, are they a believer? Mm -hmm. You know, and if you say no, it's like automatically has this right. feeling behind it. You know, like, why are you asking the same that? person. Yeah. It's supposed to be yeah. identical. Yeah. And it's funny because like literally we're both Christians, but like that is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like for me personally, 
that I would like a partner that believes what I believe, but they don't need to be fucking alcohol free for me to have a successful and strong sobriety because Mm -hmm. this is literally my shit. I feel like in sobriety, like it took so much for me to get here and to get myself to this space that it's like, I can't worry about what the next person is doing because it, that's that much harder for me to focus on my own journey and my own path. Mm -hmm. And again, it's different for everybody where it comes to that support and like anything that is detrimental to my sobriety, a job, a person, like I just can't have them in my life because Mm -hmm. of that reason. Because I, like like you said, like, don't let that drive you to drink, you know, like get rid of that job, get rid of that person. Oh my God, literally I was like, you're going to drink over that job. Yeah. And she quit because she's a fucking queen. Like no one's going to advocate for you unless you have amazing support system, right? Like you hopefully do, but you need to learn. Like you're out here alone, bro. Like not in some like existential depressing way. It's really empowering Mm -hmm. to be so strong and like just sure of your sobriety where it's almost like insulting or like offense offending offensive and you get better at being more insulting and offensive and standing up for yourself and self-advocating the more you get sober like i am still on that journey i feel like i grew up in a space that made me feel very small it made me feel like i couldn't advocate for myself so drinking was definitely a crutch for me to stand up for myself and to have a voice. You get better at handling your problems and dealing with your problems. Because we just, yeah, exactly. We would have so much fun together, like drunk us. You think so? Yeah. Like a mess. Like, you know, like high school drunk us. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Because drinking and binging is so normal. Mm -hmm. Lies. Blacking out, yeah. Normal. Um, That I, like, it took a long time for me to even feel like I had a problem because like every weekend um I was surrounded by f- people and friends or doing whatever the same that thing. Were, exactly mm-hmm. and honestly like in college I was with friends that were doing literally heroin yeah worse because I'm like oh well I'm not doing that but right. I'm literally like staying up all night and waking waiting mm-hmm. until 7 a.m like 7 11 fucking open so we can go get more champagne exactly like, yeah and finding excuses to drink yeah and like that's... I'm not gonna take a shot of vodka you know at seven in the morning but I'm going to have some mimosas in the morning because that's normal right it's yeah it's normalized mm-hmm. right and you kind of actually create this secret relationship with it that mm-hmm. you don't even really realize right like it's you're hiding the real why between like behind like why you're like oh well let's go get mimosas you know Mm -hmm. it's not it's easy to say that instead of like no one asks the questions of are you okay you know what's going on unless you're you know flat on the ground yeah and if they did i would literally oh my gosh yeah i'd be like get out of my life you're not oh my god i I think i have done that i have done that so (laughs) think back to my alcoholic days and they weren't all bad like I do have some happy memories and some good memories and stuff and again like it helps until it doesn't like it's just yeah alcohol is there for me like I had some traumatic experiences in my life as a child and I think that it would have been amazing had I not touched one drink but so knowing you know my past it's like not too 
out there to have used alcohol as that crutch but getting sober and deciding at this age i think there are a lot of people out there that decided a lot later in life um to stop yeah with alcohol so and i feel like that's really interesting that you just touch on that have you ever felt like when people say congratulations (laughs) that they're being like bitchy yes it's like the tone or something and i'm like thank you but i know that it's like not sincere i'm also like you know we're really in that space where i literally didn't share it on social media until both of us were the first and it was like unspoken like it's Mm -hmm. not like we were like okay we're not doing this yeah yeah, yeah. um but we literally it's like a mental thing (laughs) didn't post about you know our our journey being alcohol-free until we were a year Mm -hmm. um, on social media. and Because there's a lot of stigma behind it and a lot of... I literally am crazy and I just thought like, oh my God, I'm going to jinx myself. Yeah. Like if I post it, I'm going to drink. And then like like, the next day. Yeah. Then it's like, psych, delete post. (laughs) No one saw that except for the 300 people that liked it. We, at that point, being 12 months sober like are so strong and we didn't you know have that outside validation from social media throughout that whole time it was really Mm -hmm. self motivated of course we have like our amazing support system but you know that's that's our own private like situation our own private life right so you know I really was in a space that's like (laughs) almost like I don't need your validation, right? right? Yeah. So when, you know, you do get, like, and it's so interesting because I, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I know. I can tell. Like, when people are like, oh, my gosh, Michelle, that is so amazing. I'm so proud of you. Like, and they're, like, sincere, mm-hmm. you know? And then there's other ones that are like, go you. Yeah. And I'm like, and you know I'm like, yes, they've got go me. Going on go away. Me. Yeah. When I was talking about, or you were talking about how a lot of people normally, I guess, yeah, like when you think about sobriety, you're not thinking about like women in their 20s. Prancing around. No. Cheering about it. No. Getting to a year felt like forever. Bro. And we would always talk about like, doesn't, you know, fi- the five month period feel like this or doesn't like yeah, remember when four we months like, went by so fast yeah or something. i feel like we said something about 10 or nine yeah or like nine or eight mm-hmm. i don't know what it was but one it was of like them. one of them was so slow and like yes and then another one felt like like i think 11 months really was like holy shit i literally haven't drank for almost yeah. a year like yeah and, and a year just snuck up on us like it was crazy yeah because i remember i would like obsessively look oh through yeah the milestones right like on that every app. day and i remember looking at that one coming to it every time and like being like oh my god like a year sober you know just really feeling so much like i don't know i just put a lot of um mm-hmm. into that milestone even though yeah. literally every day dead ass is mm-hmm. what makes you get here yeah it just feels like living every day. Yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, again, like the four month mark was huge for me. And now, you know, we're a year and what? Um, we're 14 months. Yeah. So a year and two months and I'm just living day to day. Yeah. Which is why I want to talk about, you know, in future episodes, like 
what it was like for our first year and what it's like now. It's really important to talk about those first days because the way in which we decided to go about our sobriety, like I said, individually, we didn't like fucking come together and be like, we're not going to talk about this online. Mm -hmm. We just felt like that was the best decision for us at that time. It's important to talk about the beginning part because we don't want it to just be like, wow, you know, one year sober, mm -hmm. this is... Um, the result right. of, of, you know, one year's work. And it's really easy to kind of just say that and move on and not mm -hmm. really have a lot of weight in behind that being right. literally 365 morning and yeah. nights. Um, it's a lot of stress and a lot of, you know, firsts. The mm -hmm. first year is literally the hardest, right? So, like, any holiday was, mm -hmm. like, a triumph oh, of, yeah. you know success and i want to talk about that too like christmas birthdays yeah. like insane insane to even think about like this time last year i was you know last like I literally like i just thought about the first party i went to like in sobriety where there was a bunch of people was july 4th it was my boyfriend's family's party and i dead ass like had a little like panic attack there because mm -hmm. i felt and at that point i was like about a month and a half um nothing right and not to discount it but it's like you're a baby in sobriety mm -hmm. we're still babies um and learning how to live right because like right. you said you know the first year is like fucking survival every day and now mm -hmm. we kind of have a little bit of a footing and we're able to be more complex and deep about like right. really getting down to it yeah. like building our future and our career and our business and our mm -hmm. family whatever that looks like for us you know that we really have like actual opportunity for that now which I feel like in the first year it was literally like okay you know month six month yeah. seven like let's get to the let's next month get through the day yeah. and every day is like that but it's something about the first year and even I mean obviously everyone's a beginner at something but you go back and you think about your first day, your second day, your first week, your second week. And I remember my second week so clearly. You have to go through the first day and the second day and the yeah. third day to get to a year. And it's so important not to look at other people in mm -hmm. front of you and be like, oh my God, how did they do that? Or right. like kind of conceptualize it in a way that is a lot less significant than mm -hmm. what I just said every year day morning and night you having to make that choice mm -hmm. make that decision for yourself right and what were we even talking about the other day like how there's just no rules in sobriety except for staying sober oh my god like that's just like you can't fuck up unless you yeah it. like so many people will put rules in this and it's like and it there's... gives you that anxiety of like yeah, i'm not i'm doing not doing this, this right. right yeah mm -hmm. there's literally no no right way to do this except mm -hmm. for shoot like literally choosing yourself mm -hmm. and not drinking right I yeah would, i would say that because i did if you don't choose yourself it's not gonna work no because i also had like a period of sobriety before um like i said right a couple years before this this kind of journey mm -hmm. and i was very much driven by other things mm -hmm. you know i felt like and I felt like it wasn't wrong, you know, like right. at the end of the day, I was still sober and mm -hmm. I still did grow and learn things and whatever, but I was definitely rooted in a lot less like solid shit. So when it was when COVID hit, right. which like who can fucking 
yeah. blame anybody. Assume, yeah, like expect that right. like nobody. Um, but yeah, I, I do feel like I can fucking handle anything now. Mm-hmm. You know, like I really there isn't. You couldn't pay me money to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I am. There's nothing that you could do to make me drink yeah. because I know that it will literally help nothing. Exactly. And actively add shit to my life. Yeah. Because that's I'm just me. diving right back. I'm into not that like cycle. a oh Here sit on go. the couch and like like sure some days right? yeah but i and especially like if i just like broke sobriety you think mm. i'm just gonna like let that go like cheese no, yeah <laughs> no we're going full on and that's oh, why yeah. i don't do that yeah you know I exactly know where it's myself. gonna lead yep i learned yeah. that it took a long 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 mm-hmm. time and it's just like the people who are like forced into rehab or something. Like, yeah, like it's that's just, exactly. It's, I mean, I don't know. And that's why I feel what like what else can get so them through. But interesting because we both how? didn't go to a program. No, go to we rehab. We just decided ourselves. We yeah, stopped drinking alcohol in our homes. We de- deleted. We <laughs> removed we it. Removed yeah. it. You know, and we made that decision. And I feel like that's also why we are, I'm not going to say so much stronger because I have, you know, everyone's journey looks different, Mm -hmm. but I feel a lot stronger knowing that I actively lived this like life Mm -hmm. alcohol free because what gave me anxiety about rehab, because of course I like thought about it. Literally there was, yeah, like, you know, you think of all the the ways in which you could help Help yourself. Um, but it really gave me anxiety knowing that I was kind of in this controlled environment in this sheltered area where I literally physically couldn't drink if I wanted to, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what some people need, truthfully. Like some people really do have like a physical dependence or just an emotional dependence right. where it is, you know, proven impossible for them to put it down and not go Like the people store. that can't yeah. just stop it on themselves. But literally what happened to me and what I did to myself, honestly, not what happened to me, but what I did because of my drinking, right. like that was enough for me to know, like, I can't ever, ever do this again. And my boyfriend was like, I'm not going to be with you if you drink alcohol. My mom, you know, mm. needed me here. Like mm-hmm. she thought I was like going to die. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for a long time I totally didn't fucking care about that. I actually was like, bring it oh on. yeah, yeah, because it felt so endless. Like that cycle you were talking about. You get about. to that point where you just don't care about yourself anymore. You're like, why That's can I so stop? sad. Yeah, literally, why? And I always think about that version of me, and I just want to hug her because oh she was just so lost and just so oh alone. My God, I love that vision so much. Yeah. Seriously, because I I feel like I picture that stuff a lot too mm-hmm. mentally. It's so important to like not fucking hate yourself exactly and i feel like i'm still really working on that Mm -hmm. like about like not hating her yeah exactly you know her because like i'm like i love this Mm -hmm. you know i have like fucking insecurities oh yeah things that i could change if i wanted to but generally especially with that perspective of like you know seeing pictures of older like us you know it's like holy fuck what a difference. Right. And I would never, you know, do anything to, to jeopardize that Mm -hmm. because we literally got here by ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Well, we've been out, um, (laughs) well, I feel like we could talk about this forever because this is such an important topic to us. 
Um, but Summer and I are ready to go eat some dinner. And I just want to say I'm super hopeful for all of the things that are to come within this community together. Absolutely. I cannot wait to continue to connect with everybody and for us to grow, mm -hmm. truthfully. We're so excited. For so the thank you so much. I'm Michelle. And I'm Summer. And we are Sincerely, Sincerely Sober. sober.